0: I'm uh, backstage in the video room, and the video room's just backstage, just kind of like a sectioned off thing. Where it's a bunch of road cases, a bunch of TV screens and computers, and like two yep. or two guys working, two or three guys working. And uh, they're, they are they control what you see on like the jumbotron or the screen behind the concert, right? Cool. So got a you got a bunch of screens, each different camera. You can see they're selecting different cameras, they're live so editing that. it. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, there's <laughs> this is one dude He's sitting there And he's just sitting there And he's jacked He's some jacked dude In a tight t-shirt He's got like a Crocodile Dundee <laughs> style hat Yeah <laughs> And he's just sitting there And he's watching uh, Watching the screen And you could tell He fucking loves this band <laughs> Yeah He yeah. loves this He's one of the Hell head yeah. crew guys One of the southern head crew guys Loves it He's just sitting there And they're doing um, Kind of like a medley of songs Right. at the end and they go into uh, <laughs> what's it uh, oh it's foreigner feel like making Well no no no, no. Uh, feels like the first time feels like the first time and he's in there and he's like you know they're going on stage feels like the first time and you can see this guy just sitting there he's got his hands on the keyboard he's watching it but he's also like got a big smile on his face and he's like <laughs> mouthing the words like feels like the first yeah, time yeah man oh He's enjoying he his is life. Like the very first time, yeah. And he's, like, he's like, he just <laughs> loves it. And I'm sitting there, just
1: loving him, tear, loving
0: I'm, it. I'm, no, I'm tearing him a new asshole to Jamie. I'm whispering, like, look at this fucking dork, dude. Dude, he
1: sounds like this guy's like
0: the worst. <laughs> I just was like, I hated how much he loved the Rascal Flatts. Dude, he's sitting there just pressing buttons. Lo- oh, he loves it. He's jacked as fuck. That's oh, great. dude. Real hillbilly. And there's two guys hanging in. I
1: would climb in Storm is sea, if that's what it takes, me, baby, to show how much you mean to me.
0: Dude. holy shit it's been how long F- four months <coughs> last one i remember was like
1: <coughs> yeah early summer early summer <coughs> yeah yeah because it was before my staple in my head is it was before we saw once upon a time in hollywood before once upon a time in hollywood came out yeah yeah so whenever before that came out and that already was a long ass time ago that was crazy right yeah not much has been going on. <laughs> I wish there was like crazy life stories or something in the mix. I
0: got a few tales. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Recently started dipping. You just saw. I saw me. that you came down and. uh I had, you had, I you had, had a, a fat
1: lip. Well, you walked in with like a Tupperware container uh, with something, and I don't know what was in it, but I was like, "Oh, I, I don't know what it was for—bolts or something." And then, and then, yeah, <laughs> I saw you take out a dip, and i, I it sh- it culture shocked me almost. I was like, whoa, what's happening?
0: I'm hooked i uh, I don't know, like back in the day when I was really uh not back maybe like f- four years ago or something, I remember that was a big thing with Marty and Daryl and all them, yeah, get drunk, and then like you t- you have like take t- three or four shots. And you put, because they always like, Marty and Brandon, them always had skull, and it's always yeah. so gross. Right. It is gross. It's a gross. Skull is gross. The spitting's it's gross. Th- Everything about it is gross. It's like right. a hillbilly, but, but I don't want, he's like, and, uh, but you take three or four shots and you just do a little bit of, put a little bit of tobacco under your lip, and it'll fuck a, whoo, oh, that
1: buzz, that buzz is insane. Whoo. Insane.
0: It's great. It's a real next level thing, and I was like... Last night we we're I, the I've been doing this Norath night with Aaron and Daryl where we just play Champions and Norath every Friday. Yeah, and uh, you know drink a little bit and stuff. And so it's like, like a, a social couple, night. Yeah, a couple of nights. I'm like, does anyone have school? And no, you know, no one did. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go get any. And, and but then, it was
1: just like a craving you had when you were drinking. You're just like, I need well, that. I want to try. Bit.
0: I just want. I remember that feeling. I remember okay. like because I'm trying to limit my drinking a bit. Right. But you still, when you're... And you enjoy more sh- than smoking. Yeah, well, it's like, there's a... In a weird way, I have this weird thing of smoking where I'm like, I'm going to get addicted to smoking. Okay, right. And I'm like, how oh, I get addicted to smoking? And I, and for some reason in my mind, I'm like, I can't get addicted to this shit. Which is, like, probably very... I mean, Daryl told me he was addicted to... <laughs> yeah. To dipping. I'm pretty sure it's just as addictive. But, um... But I was like, I just wanted... It's like... It's a nice head rush. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, maybe I'll just, before every pod, just do a little dip, like, a couple minutes before. Just yeah. to get me in that. I like it. Get me in a little bit of a goofy out space. I like <laughs> the late-night. I think we should do late-night pods. Yeah, I like the late-night pods, Because I'm more awake. Like, I'm more... uh midday pods are good, but it's, like, it's fucking hard to try to... Th- like, like, I'm just, like, my brain's not running on all cylinders until I've been awake for, like... <laughs> 10 hours, probably. Yeah, I'm more chatty you know? at
1: the end of the day, too. You know? I've took i have taken in that day. I'm ready to just talk about it. Yeah. Where, like, the first couple hours of my days usually start with, like, I almost have to get into, like, meditation to get back into mm-hmm. the day, you know? Like, a yeah. good thing for me is, uh, for a long time I wasn't gaming, so now I like to get up, and if I'm just bored and without nothing to do, yeah, I'll, I'll game instead of just putting on a YouTube video or something, because at least I'm... I at least have to focus on it or something, you know? Yeah. Instead of just scattering my mind. Yeah. So I'll do that, and it's, like, a bit of a nicer way to wake up instead of just, like, doing something, you know? It's a yeah. nicer way to ease into the day. Yeah, for sure. Um, I never used used to do that in school. I could never, because I would fucking wait to school for the last minute, you know? Yeah. But um, I would never, like, wake up and game early in the morning or something, because I'd be, I couldn't imagine doing that, because knowing I'd have to quit soon
0: would just bum me out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, but anyways, to go back to the beginning of the story, last night Marty came out and he had some skull okay. in his truck. I was like, oh yeah, there's that feeling I remember, right? That right. fucking like head rush, that cool heady feeling. Yeah. And he left his fucking skull here, so I was like, fuck it. Nice. I'm going for it today. Definitely. 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 And then I remember there's this story on this. I was listening to one of Tim Dylan's latest podcasts. He did an interview with Shane Gillis, the guy who got fired from SNL. Yep. And uh, he was just telling the whole story of what happened. And he's talking about his audition. And he couldn't believe Because it's like, you know, Shane's like a dirty comic who he goes on Legion of Skanks. And he just says fucked up shit all the time yeah. for the laugh. And he's like, he didn't think he could ever even get an audition for SNL. But there he was Yeah. backstage. He's talking about the audition process and how... You have your audition, like, in that monologue space they always have. Yep. That's where the audition people, I guess. And you're in the green room. And he's talking about why maybe he thinks he got it. It's because he just, in his mind, he thought there's no way. Even though he got to the audition process, he never thought in a million years he would get it. Right. Because he doesn't do characters or anything. He was just going to go up and do stand-up, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And he's talking about being backstage and and just being like, well, I'm not gonna get it, so I'm just gonna go up there and enjoy it, not give a shit. Nice. And uh, he's talking about he's doing a dip right before <laughs> right before he went to SNL edition. Uh-huh. He showed up loose and like
1: <laughs> ready to roll. Oh, that's great. What an experience I would be.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then he got it. And then he got it. And he got it taken away from. Fucking crazy, <laughs> yeah. He's talking about the only thing that's embarrassed him about that. Uh, the whole thing mm-hmm. was that you know when he wrote that thing yep. about like I'm a comedian who takes risks and blah 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 that yeah, kind of his serious he regrets writing that. Okay. He's like I you know, he's like I think it sounds looking back is like it's kind of dildo-y of me to like say something serious about comedy be like I'm a comedian who takes risks is like that statement just sounds mm-hmm. shitty it sounds sounds yeah. gay. Yeah, totally. And he, I can and say that. And he's like but and he's like at the, but at the time they said you have to say something or you're just going to get fired right now. Mm.
1: They, they got fired
0: it. anyways. They got fired anyways. He's like, he's like, I wish I wouldn't have done that, regardless, you know, because yeah. he didn't. He's like, he's like, but I can, I can get being in this position where it's like, when you're in the middle of it, it, oh, yeah. it probably feels way more serious than it does in retrospect. Like everything, absolutely. Well, and yeah, he was. When you're in the moment with anything, feels way more fucking serious SNL than when you look back on. You're like, that wasn't that big of a
1: deal. He was the center of attention for of the world for a day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was a big deal.
0: You ever see the Seth Simon? uh, Seth Simon's the guy who kind of like the quote-unquote journalist who broke the the fucking story and stuff. Just to catch
1: people up. Everyone knows what we're talking about. But Shane Gillis got hired on SNL, got fired after someone brought up some like old video of a podcast. People got outraged, and then that got him fired.
0: Yeah, it was like a cancel culture thing. Yeah, it was a big deal.
1: Everyone knows about it, but just in case. Anyways, Steve... Oh. What was his name?
0: See, it's Seth Simons. Seth he's the uh the quote unquote journalist who uncovered it and stuff. It's funny how <laughs> I'd come down Nick and and calls him a professional tattletale. Because <laughs> he's always just trying to like tell on SNL guys to get uh, them fired. God, you're right. And uh and <laughs> anyways, there's this great video of him when he's like because he's like a failed comedian. Right. <laughs> and there's this uh famous video in the middle of it. That, uh, oh yeah, um, that where he's like, uh, oh, this is, uh, it's just him doing like a YouTube video as a quote unquote comedy skit where doing he's like, doing a
1: bit in the camera?
0: Yeah, where he's like, this is bird poetry. And it's just him standing in front of the camera going, a caca a caca just making bird noises? I, I, I kind of like it actually. <laughs> and, and they're like, they're like, this is who you're going to, you're going to tell us, this is the guy who's going to tell us what is and isn't funny. This is uh, him. Fucking Ace Ventura bit. Yeah. Uh, that's a, is that the guy that Norm tweeted at? Yeah. I said he's going to find him. Yeah. And he's like, what did he say? Do you remember what he said? He Norm was, Mcdonald
1: It started with, it started so bluntly where it's like, Hey, you fucking, oh yeah. He like, he's like, Hey, this you, the you level fucking piece of or- shit. Oh you're the re- hey, you fucking piece of shit. You're the real Joker.
0: But no, Seth Simon tweeted something like uh Oh, it was a picture of like uh Donald was, Trump, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it, it was, was like, Donald Trump
0: and be like, He's he's the Joker or something calling, it was, it was comparing mean. him to the Joker. Yeah,
1: whereas like a th- four-part panel meme and there's like three jokers and then Donald Trump and it's like there's, oh, no, okay. dif- there's no difference yeah, here yeah. or whatever
0: and then nice he's like, yeah. snide little nice smug little fucking comment yeah some silly meme <laughs> tweet and then he's like, hey you
1: fucking piece of shit you're the real joker <laughs> if fucking I ever norm. see you in the streets which I will <laughs> yeah yeah no he's um, like
0: you're the real joker you're a failed comedian who got someone fired from their job or yeah. something
1: <laughs> norm will like go off on the these like Xanax, fucking Hayes tweet rants where he's clearly i think it's also him slipping into old age too where he's so right. um what's the word agit like um he's so on edge and just like he'll get into arguments with random people <laughs> that don't mean shit that tweeted him and he'll go on for long conversations debating them it's
0: fantastic he's so agitated norm's the best man yeah he's so funny it's great we haven't uh podcasted since we watched dirty work no fucking classic dirty work uh, first time me you were either have watched dirty
1: work should we do that should we start getting into the films we fucking seen recently sure why not let's start with dirty work Dirty, dirty work, work was, was fantastic oh, Dude, i loved it it was so great it was
0: so it was like a a classic Happy Madison. Uh, ha- Happy Madison production, but just a little bit weirder than those films.
1: Yeah, it it brought me right back to those films. Like, you have to be in that mindset when you go into it. You can't be like, oh, what's this great comedy? What's yeah, this classic a- Norm McDonald piece of work yeah, with Hardy yeah, yeah, yeah. like, It's a Happy Madison film.
0: Yeah, everything is so joke-oriented, but in such a great way. Yeah. Fucking Chris Farley's character, the very few. He gets. Oh my. He gets. I guess he gets a little bit of screen time. He's not crazy. No, but He's definitely, definitely a side character, but holy shit, he's unbelievable.
1: Holy fuck. He's like. What is he? Is he anything? No, he's just a guy who hangs out at the bar at first. Later in the movie, yeah. He, he's like, got he... half
0: a nose because uh, uh, a, a hooker bit, of bit of a piece of his nose off, so he's, he's always referencing, like, this hooker who bit his nose off.
1: <laughs> at the end, he Brilliant. wins a lottery or something, though. He wins a bunch of money at the end. Because he's in a big oh, suit right. and he's got that nice car. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But there's so many great lines where he, he sees the hooker on TV and he's like, that's the whore that
0: bit <laughs> my nose off. And then he comes up to her in real life and he's like, time to pay the piper, hey, Yeah, First
1: he gets right in her face and just like top of his <laughs> lungs yell just, Wake up, slut! Because <laughs> yeah, she's pretending it, it, to be dead on an infomercial. So he goes and sees her. Oh, yeah. it's so great. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's wake
0: a- up, slut! Time to pay the piper, whore!
1: <laughs> and he goes chasing after her. Oh, Fantastic. It's, it's a missing Farley piece I've never seen.
0: It was, I, if you haven't seen Dirty Work and you're a Farley fan... Oh, yeah. Must see. Just for his parts alone. I mean, what was it? The thing where... um. Norm had nowhere to go in the bar. He got kicked <laughs> out of where he's living. He's like, and Chris Farley's like, dude, if you need anything, and I mean anything at all, I'm here for you. He's like, I can really use a place to stay. You see, the thing is, he like I mean, just I mean, goes right oh, into the it. The
1: timing is fantastic. It's the best. It's it's a really good movie. Um, And that was like a heavily cut movie, too, where they had to cut it down from an R to get like a PG-13 or something like that, Oh, too. really? Yeah, so it's a heavily edited version. Is there a version. director's cut out there? No no um, I would be
0: so curious to see the director's yeah cut.
1: cause originally it was a lot dirtier and stuff but I thought it was already very I mean it was like compared to the
0: comedies now it's for like sure.
1: early 2000s PG-13 yeah. so they yeah. get away with some pretty raunchy shit in it like yeah. the whole Chris Farley thing he's always calling her a whore and slut <laughs> and he's chasing after her it's so silly
0: it's fantastic
1: um it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I think we brought up both saw that so you good and
0: talk about that yeah, That's I loved it. fucking great. I saw it in like a... It was like the perfect way. I was in... A, I was in... You went Vernon, down in Vernon this visited summer. visited Colton with Mark, and we went and saw it, and I fucking snuck in a Mickey a Whiskey at the show, which was perfect. It was the perfect way to see it, although two-thirds of the way and i had to piss so fucking bad and i d- the problem is it was such a compelling movie and i knew i just didn't want to miss any of it yeah so i just had to sit in that uncomfort and enjoy the movie
1: while your abdomen fucking
0: swells yeah, up with piss oh. and it was just like ah
1: fuck yeah oh it was so good though um yeah we both saw it in theaters separately it's first yeah. film i saw in theaters oh no not for a while i guess i've been going semi-recently but like it was a such a great theater experience to sit down and just take it in all of it oh and right. uh i love they brought in whiskey because i was going to say it's such a great drinking movie yeah it's one it of those w- movies it where it they're so laid back and they're such ca- cla- casual like hollywood guys where they're just constantly taking in shit like throughout the day constantly it's so fucking good yeah um the movie itself like it doesn't really have a heavy storyline to it which i kind of like no it's, yeah, I enjoyed it's, that. It's much more like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. You know? Where, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could say it's a movie about, like, you know, Leonardo going a day in the life of Leonardo and stuff. hmm But it doesn't really have a solid plot line or nothing. Leonardo and uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's his stunt driver. Stunt man. stunt
0: man. slash driver, like, slash assistant.
1: Yeah, he's his actual driver, too, in real life. Slash just, like, best friend. Yeah. And, oh, I loved it. That's such a good... The movie... Really played off like the brotherly love so well. It was such yeah. a fucking endearing relationship yeah. they had yeah. in that movie.
0: Brad Pitt is like it's my favorite Brad Pitt role. It's a it's of a all classic. time. I'm pretty sure it's
1: right up there. Tyler Durden, pretty close. I don't right? have to watch Fight Club again, but it's fucking. It, it makes you realize like, oh yeah, Brad Pitt's the fucking man. This oh is, yeah, this is why everyone kind of likes Brad Pitt. It's why you have
0: no Brad Pitt haters because it's just a cool guy. Yeah, you know, uh, fucking, it was interesting. I was watching, uh, I was listening to. I started getting into WTF. Again. I haven't listened to that podcast Talk, yeah, no. in forever. Me either. And it's like even when people are interesting come up, I still have. I just, I just haven't for whatever reason. Yeah. And I was just wasn't in the mood for comedy. Wasn't in the mood for. It's like, oh, you know, this could be. It. So I listened to the Edward Norton one, okay. which is good. It's like Marin's really. He probably does the best actor interviews, right like every time like you know, like the fucking i i I do listen to Rogan a lot, but I can't listen to his musician slash actor pods because they're Ooh. just i don't I don't know if it's the way his specific style of interviewing or like it's the, um, the thing is like rogan gets curious about everything and he starts asking these actors and musicians about like big broad topics that are going on in the world and stuff which is fun but it's not really like a piece on the actors Uh, uh, well but not even that it's just like i find actors and musicians have almost nothing interesting (laughs) to say about these subjects (laughs) their (laughs) actors and musicians are amazing at talking about them right and what they do which is what Marin does he asks it's an interview about the person right yeah more introspective yeah when it comes to like actual issues and shit, it's just like it's a That's real hilarious. fucking snorfest when yeah. it comes to like, <laughs> listening to Steven Tyler. Talk about uh, ancient civilizations, yeah. how he thinks there was like ancient <laughs> super advanced mm-hmm.
1: civilizations. That's great when you're in that mood, when you're in a goofy mood. yeah, and it comes up as a clip. most of Rogan, like I listened to um the Ari Shafir one recently, and right I put that one on. But usually Rogan I'll intake through his clips.
0: Yeah, he's he's got some... It's probably one of the better ways to do it. Ari's, like, his comedian interviews are the best. Right. That's where his Joe Rogan's interviews shine. And I think that's where, like, every podcast shines when they got a comedian on. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Like, when he has, like, Ari on or something. And they're just bullshitting.
1: It's funny seeing Ari on Joe, too. Because even Ari's ca- kind of, like, conserved... Uh, reserved on
0: joe a little He's, bit it's funny yeah everyone is on joe Rogan. Yeah, it's weird because it's, it's such a big platform or maybe i don't because joe's kind of a weirdly serious guy like you never see him whenever like the legion of skanks are on and stuff like that and it's like I, they've taken a lot of shit for not being kind of who the legion of skanks are yeah but on joe rogan but at the but same time you see them kind of goof around and joke around, and Joe Rogan just sometimes is just not down for that. Yeah. He kind of, like, they try to make jokes about it, and he kind of just talks past their jokes. He's like, no, but seriously, and he'll hammer, like, real issues about this thing. Yeah. Well, they're just taking the piss out of something, like how they do, and it kind of, like, he's almost like a real joke killer in that way. He isn't, like, participating in the goofs like he used to. No, it's really his, um, like, it's his...
1: It's his dent, you know? When you walk in there, I feel like you're on Mm -hmm. his show. It's like Johnny Carson or something, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, he's... You kind of just got to go with his flow, I feel like. Every time someone tries to get on their own subject, it's never...
0: It never goes anywhere. Yeah, for sure. They had a... uh, Big J had a really funny story about the first time the skanks... Legis gangsters on Joe Rogan. They're go, touring his big compound where he does the podcast, and he's like, "Yeah, man, check this out. He's got this big, huge. You probably, probably seen it on Instagram that big video game, that hunting video game, where he's got like." It uses like a real bow and arrow it's like an archery range it's got like a digital kind of projection of a buffalo and you shoot it no, and, I've never seen that. and it and it kind of tells you how good the it's, shot is It's and like stuff. those
1: old cheesy golf games like they very much have so. in jokey movies where it's very like the much rich so, guys. but it's
0: exactly but it's with yeah. bow and arrows, okay <laughs> yeah, totally that Great. and it's like uh, super long. And Joe would just be like, hey, check this out. He pulls out a combo and just dof, dof, do, nails like a bunch of bullseyes. And he's like, all right, let's go do the show. And, but there's this thing like, well, you're not going to let us try <laughs> <this>? <laughs> He's going to show us this amazing fucking video game? Hey, watch me, guys. Uh, that's
1: when watch me nail this shot. I can see him doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but how'd we get on that from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood?
0: Oh, fuck. Right. Norton. Okay. Norton was uh, Uh, Ed Norton. Ed Norton, right? Yeah. You're talking
1: about Ed Norton on WTF.
0: And uh, he was talking about how when Fight Club first came out, I guess it was kind of a flop a bit. Like it didn't get, it wasn't critically acclaimed or anything like it was now. Right. And they're doing, I think it was like they were at a test screening and it did not, it just didn't test well with audiences. Yeah. And they were both like, oh, this could be the end of our careers. Like, this isn't good. But then they looked at each other, but this is like maybe the best movie I've ever been involved in. he's like, yeah, I think this might be the best movie we're ever involved in. They kind of like gave each other a hug. Him and Brad Pitt? Yeah. And then he's like, and Brad was like, let's go smoke pot because I guess Brad's like a huge pothead. Nice. I like
1: it. Um, That's funny, because uh, his first character he ever played was just that fucking stoner. Jerome Adams, great character. Fantastic character. he looks like Mark Miller.
0: <laughs> He's got Mark Miller's hair going on. Did you ever watch Hardcore Logo? Uh,
1: you've watched it so many times. I feel like I have, but I feel like I've just been in its presence
0: multiple so times. So you would love Hardcore Logo. I don't Hardcore think Logo. I've watched it, watched it. Um, In it, there's this drummer who plays like kind of like a California surfer stoner guy. He's like the drummer in the band. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, I think I was listening to the director's commentary or something, but I guess that guy was Brad Pitt's roommate in Hollywood. Oh, really? And I, I guess that's that guy is who he based his character in True Romance off of.
1: <laughs> that's such a great come around.
0: Yeah, yeah, a good like little inside, like...
1: We'll have to sit down and watch Hardcore Logo sometime. Um, yeah, Hardcore Logo is fantastic. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say But Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That hasn't been said. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. I, 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 when I walked in I kind of knew I didn't know anything about it but mm-hmm. in my head I thought oh I bet I know where this is gonna go because right. I know Quentin Tarantino and one of the things I really like Quentin Tarantino one of the things I relate to him about is his fear of like home invasions and stuff like that and how he finds a lot of um, celebrating those people like disgusting and stuff yeah, and yeah, you yeah. talk about how much he hates
0: Charlie Manson before yeah because he's a big like, he's so anti Charlie Manson isn't he because he feels like he f- fucked up that like version of Hollywood that he loved so much
1: yeah and then I don't know if, but for me I hate I hate Charlie Manson too cause he won and he kept winning till he died
0: he, 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 did he die
1: yeah he died he died the same day as Malcolm Young
0: oh fuck really
1: yeah okay uh, but yeah he just kept winning cause he kept getting press and he was exactly what the public made him out to be you know he yeah. won that yeah. time, his life and that pissed me off so much yeah so I knew in my heart of hearts that Quentin wasn't going to glorify that at all. Right, just, I loved uh, like, the way it came down.
0: It's really good,
1: dude. Yeah.
0: Oh, It was so, fantastic. Everyone was great in it. Um, yeah. Like, I, f- I feel like I've heard people criticize it, saying like they saw the ending coming. But I guess I kind of saw the ending coming, too. But I didn't care, because I just enjoyed it so much.
1: The ending was so fucking fun.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It was one of the moments where like there wasn't even much people in the theater, but you could feel the whole theater with each other like yeah. you know riled up like oh this is great
0: yeah yeah uh, I feel I feel like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in a weird way is like odd, even though it's like his ninth movie mm-hmm. it's like oddly less commercial and more artistic than a lot of his other movies And it's yeah, like a real absolutely. character study and in like a real artsy farts away but it still just delivers on the entertainment value mm-hmm. and uh To me, I put it up there with Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction.
1: Yeah. I mean, the more I think on it, the more I love it and love it. Where I I love that this movie is about people like Quentin Tarantino, artists, you know? That's the star of this movie, but it still plays it off in an action way. It still makes these guys look out badasses. Like, there's the scene I love where Leonardo's about to do his... uh, Leonard is about to go film his scene, his big scene in the movie. That's it's kind of like the penultimate scene, you know. Like his, mm-hmm. his he's been working to this scene this whole time.
0: Can Kev sip of that?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, and it plays it off like a western. It plays it off like how The Exorcist plays off the priest going in at the end. But it's him acting. That's the big gun showdown. It's just him acting. I yeah, feel like doing
0: this scene, being this villain.
1: Yeah, that is. And, like, him trying to get the words right. All of the things that are in an actor's head going into his performance, you know? It's everything that goes into a gunfight when you feel people, people with sleight of hand and shit, right? But it's all about the work, and it's presenting these actors and shit. Mm-hmm. In a way where it's almost coming full circle now, where he's presenting these actors, it's art imitating life and life imitating art in the best way, right? Where mm-hmm. it's, these actors are, like, the movie stars are literally just movie stars in this movie. Yeah. You know, of course it gets uh, a little bit sensationalized and there is violence, but yeah, it just makes heroes out of these I l- movie stars, which is great.
0: I love that it had such a positive ending too. It was such a happy ending.
1: It was a happy movie. It really was. The whole thing was happy, which is great. Yeah. You know, there was, and like, yeah, there's moments where it made you want to be tense, but the whole movie had a smile going through. Yeah. Big time. You, you know, it was great. It was it was a real so character good. study, comedy drama.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, man. I did, like, one of the fattest things I've ever done. Recently? Today. today. Oh. Okay. I've been getting really into uh whipping my own whipped cream. Really? For what? Oh, just, like, putting it on fruit. Okay. Because it's, like, because I'm diabetic, I can do it, and I could add sugar, to the whipped cream for whoever else is having whipped cream and I can have mine without sugar and still have like it's not sweet obviously but it's got that creamy texture Yeah, and I just put it on like bananas or whatever Mm. so that's my new thing that sounds good but I made uh, just as uh, I was doing a little thing this morning a little breakfast before Jamie went to work and I just yeah cut up a banana I whipped a little whipped cream and I gave her a little bit me a little bit and then afterwards she just finished and she, she's like oh thanks and she had a little bit of whipped cream on her lip mm-hmm. and I went and I, and I kissed her uh-huh. and I just like mm, I just sucked that whipped cream off <laughs> <laughs> like it was like I went to kiss her just so I could I was just like oh that whipped cream looks good and I went and I kissed her just so I could get the whipped cream off her lip that's a Homer Simpson movie. oh and dude I'm it. just like mm. and it, I know she had no idea there's whipped cream on her lip it was like a real like in a weird way, almost sleazy move because it was the only reason I kissed her was to get the whipped cream off her lips. <laughs> was it wasn't done in any sort of
1: jest. Like she had no idea. No idea. Just, it was a full lawn, just heist.
0: Yeah, it was a full lawn, like that looks good. <laughs> I want that.
1: That's a pretty indulgent know, like, move.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, come here. And I was just like, the whole time, <laughs> I'm framing it as a kiss, but really I'm eating whipped cream. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Fuck, that's good. That's creamy. <laughs> and it's so much better when you whip it yourself. Right. Oh, dude. You can get those soft peak whipped creams mm. instead of like the stiff whipped cream, you know? Sounds delicious. And it's like soft, like the soft peaks, just a little, because if you whip it too much, it'll get real hard peaks, but the fat starts to separate from the cream a little more and it almost leaves like a buttery film in your mouth. Mm. Because if you keep whipping whipped cream, I think you'll get butter. You take okay. whipped cream and you keep beating and beating, eventually mm. the... It'll, yeah. the fat will separate from the milk right and you'll get butter yeah you'll get a little butter bowl. so like I like the other day I whipped it just a little too much and there was definitely like a like a it was good but there's almost like a film in your mouth like an oily film yeah has
1: got a bunch of butter on your banana you're <laughs> spreading <laughs> butter on your bananas I'm like this is good food. <laughs> 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 it's healthy
0: <laughs> oh I'm sure it's not healthy but it's so good dude sounds fucking good sounds oh, really good it's really good
1: um what else has happened
0: Dude, I worked, uh, the Rascal Flats concert. Fuck, right. I, I worked Judas Priest. I don't think I was... I, we've done this podcast since I've done the Judas Priest or Rascal Flats. Okay. Probably not. Fucking weird gig. So, Aaron calls me, and he's like, uh, hey, do you wanna... I don't think I was working at the time. Like, I think it was, like... The weekend. The first ones at Judas Priest. It was the summer, so I had, like, okay. nothing going on. And he's like, do you wanna do this, uh this night where you just like I guess Load out fucking weird what's weird to me is like okay we have this in Canna stadium in Dawson Creek right and we get big acts yeah. come into town like we had Jews Priest and all these people and uh but the company that the way it works is, is yeah the way it works is the band has like a core crew of like six or seven guys I think maybe ten guys and they what they do is every city the stadium just hires a group of people be bossed around by those six guys, right, or ten guys, right, and yeah. ten guys like the head of their own department, and they're just like they take they get five guys each say, and they're like you do this, you do that, and uh, but they just hire like at least here they just hire fucking anyone because they're desperate for people to do it. Oh yeah, because totally. it's such sporadic work, it's like maybe once a month, maybe twice a month. Yeah, you'll ha- you'll get some like loadout work when it is. You just show up. I've never done load-in because I'm just like, fuck that noise. It sounds stupid. Like, load is when you show up at 9 in the morning, you work till 1 p.m., and then they'll usually hire you for load-out, which is just show up at 9 p.m., work till 1 in the morning, right? And I'm like, I want to do one of those. I don't want to do both of those. Yeah. And I want to do... I don't even want to... I want to do the load-out. I don't want to do the load-in. I mean, if I do do it, it'll be because I'm desperate for money, but that's about it, right? Yeah. And, uh... But the first time, they just yeah, they need people, and uh, the guy who's hiring knows Aaron. So Aaron's like, "Do you want to do it?" I'm like, "Sure." So me and Aaron did loadout, and we weren't on—we're in on different teams, and we're kind of bummed about that. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but uh, <coughs> but it, but uh, it turned out to be a pretty easy gig. Besides, some of, like some of these road crews can like the heads of these road crews. I guess cause they've been on tour so long, or and they probably had a deal. To be fair, this probably happens in a lot of cities. Right? Because it's like yeah. the guys you get to do loadout probably aren't doctors. It's shitty that you have to get a new group of random people every week that don't and know a what A lot of the them f- are probably fucking doing. morons, yeah. too. So.
1: Just have no experience. It's just a. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, now that you, the way you talked about that, I'm like, I bet people in like really big cities would die for that kind of work. Yeah. Where it's just like random work that's just like yeah, in yeah, camp. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah.
0: Like I know like a lot of people. I had a friend. When well, I lived in Vancouver, who just lived off of extra work. Okay. But they would just get a call the day before and be like, you know, they have like extra agents, agents who just deal in extra work." And they'd be like, "We need you to show up at this place at this time, wear something green, mm-hmm. blah blah blah." Um. So they would probably like it too, although it's kind of like heavy labor too. Yeah, it's it's more blue collar for sure. Yeah, kind of dangerous to some degree, um, but anyways. Uh, but so people can I, but, be shitty. Yeah, but the, but the the heads can be kind of, like, really yelly and angry and stuff, and I assume that's just because they're, like, day in and day out have to deal with probably, like, the same retard, but with a different face, essentially, like. Right, right. And I remember the Jewish priest, I was like, luckily, I've never gotten a really aggressive guy. Every guy I've gotten has been super nice, but, like. Yeah, Judas Priest, there, there was, like, one Scottish guy. I didn't have him, but I fucking heard him from across mm-hmm. the stadium just yelling, oi! Because mm-hmm. they give you, like, separate, they either give you T-shirts or vests. So you get, like, a yellow T-shirt or a yellow vest or whatever. And that, whatever color you have signifies what... Uh, what you're supposed to be doing, like the stage hands have a certain color. You're the like people- on the Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah, exactly. You're like yeah, red yeah, they, for they separate you in colors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yellow for commander. And he's just bald scosh guy. oi yellow vest <laughs> over here. Oh, fuck lift, that piss me lift off. faster. Oh, dude, there's so much of those guys and that kind of job. It's probably the worst part of the job.
1: Yeah, you got to learn how to tune them out to a certain extent.
0: Yeah, and but like me and Aaron figured out very quickly that because everyone's sort of random and like half the time the heads like I've had two different loadouts where my guy We'll get us to do something for half an hour, and then my guy will fuck off and do something else and just leave us there. Right. And then people will just grab you to do random jobs. So quickly, you're organized at first, and it quickly descends into pure chaos as opposed to what department or what your fuck you're supposed to be doing, Mm -hmm. who you're with. All that goes out the window. So me and Aaron realized we could go quickly take advantage of the chaos and just fuck off. And, ma- and just, yeah. like, Aaron does this thing where he just does laps around the stadium and <laughs> makes it look like he's on his way to do something. <coughs> and he'll do, really like, five, pace. six. Yeah, yeah, And just do five or six laps. Or he just does a little break room. And you just fuck off and go to the break room. So, like, every, anytime anyone got salty yeah. with us, we like, okay, time for our union-mandated break because it's a union. <laughs> That's great. And then just go to the fucking break room and drink water. You're union men. Yeah, I guess so. That's
1: fucking communist.
0: It's fucking... And then... Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Jews Priest was pretty easy. And then I did... I couldn't do... I think I it was like... Oh, yeah. Uh, Keith Urban, because I was doing something. And then I did Rascal Flats with Aaron, again. and uh,
1: Sorry, there's a quote in a Mega64 video. It's about Urban Man. And the quote is... Way urban Keith Urban.
0: Because
1: <laughs> they do fake quotes in the videos all the time. He's making me laugh.
0: Way, Way urban. urban Keith Urban. <laughs> that guy's the worst, dude. He's, uh, anyways, so I got that Scottish, very Scottish, Irish, British crew, the mm, Jews priest. Right. Real, like, uh, I remember, and there's always some guy who, like, some salty dog who's just like, Oi, big boy. I remember Priest's he like, Hey, big boy, you look like you're gonna lift a thing or two and he made me lift some shit. Right. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, dude, they, everyone talks to you in such a condescending, shitty fashion and you feel, because it's like, I'm a big guy and like those vet, they do not size those vests for big guys so i'm always oh, wearing some super tight t-shirt or super tight vest Ooh. real fat guy in a little coat vibe yeah so people just talk down to you and you feel like a loser because <laughs> of how you're dressed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so uh so i, had rascal Flat- I was at rascal flats southern band and i think i mean their crew was very southern so i'm assuming they, they're out of nashville i think they're southern and uh, Give was, I, I got video team. Me, Jamie, Lauren, and Aaron are working on this. I got video team. That's great. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was such a weird crew. So we're sitting there, and we're in the video room, which is just back. By the way, this is what blows my mind about this job, just quick aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they hire, like, clearly drug addicts and stuff to work these jobs. And, like, people who you can tell want to be like rig workers or carpenters but are clearly so annoying they got fired from every cuz guy there's just so many like tryhards right who i've seen in both loadouts just regular people who are just like yeah let's go to work boys and like real like mm. take pride in it you know, like, you know
1: dude it's a temp job <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah yeah and they're just like all right let's load out uh-huh. time to, and they're to they work so hard the entire time and they're working so fast and like i feel sad for them in a weird way yeah yeah no doubt because uh, it's just like you know this is what this is like they wanted to be a construction worker and they just probably annoyed the piss out of the foreman this is that guy's moment yeah and he was like i'm back i'm back working with my hands just like my paw I'm a good boy. <laughs> just like my, I'm a good boy. I'm a good <laughs> boy. I'm a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm like the kind of the opposite. I'm more of like a clerks Randall vibe with this job. Where yeah. I'm just like, I'm getting through it. I'm gonna let to people do. yell at me. It's such an easy job. and It's so easy to <laughs> fuck off for half yeah. an hour and click. <laughs> Randall's perfect. That's a perfect analogy. Yeah, 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 for sure. But anyways, mm-hmm. me and uh, Lauren were on the video team, and oh yeah. Oh, but by the way. I'm just surprised that more artists aren't accosted by these people because you're right backstage at the end of the concert. They're on stage. You're waiting. Oh, right. And then they gotta exit backstage. I'm surprised none of these guys are ever accosted by some of these lunatics that they hire. It fucking mm. blows my mind. Yeah, that someone doesn't ruin the show. Yeah, no kidding. It's crazy to me. But anyways, right? It's so easy. It's like I, if I wanted to, I could have just like ran up the stage at rascal flats pants the lead singer yeah it's one of those moments where
1: you realize just how loose everything is no one
0: would see yeah exactly seeing, I'm like, seeing the strings of the puppets oh dude if there was like a someone who like god forbid there was like a mark david chapman type in one of these crews it would be all too <laughs> oh, easy oh dude way easy i'm fucking crazy anyways I'm uh, backstage in the video room, and the video room's just backstage, just kind of like a sectioned off thing. Where it's a bunch of road cases, a bunch of TV screens and computers, and like two yep. or two guys working, two or three guys working, and uh, they're, they are con- they control what you see on like the jumbotron or the screen behind the concert, right? Cool. So got a you got a bunch of screens, each different camera. You can see they're selecting different cameras, live so. editing it. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, there's <laughs> this is one dude he's sitting there and he's just sitting there and he's jacked he's some jacked dude in a tight t-shirt he's got like a crocodile Dundee <laughs> style hat yeah <laughs> and he's just sitting there and he's watching uh, watching the screen and you could tell he fucking loves this band <laughs> yeah he yeah. loves this he's Hell one of the head yeah. crew guys one of the southern head crew guys really loves it he's just sitting there and they're doing um, kind of like a medley of songs Right. At the end, and they go into uh <laughs> What's it? Uh, oh, it's foreigner. Feel like making. Love no, no, no. Uh, feels like the first time. Feels like the first time. And he's in there, and he's like... You know, they're going on stage. Feels like the first time. And you can see this guy just sitting there. He's got his hands on the keyboard. He's watching it. But he's also like got a big smile on his face. And he's like mouthing <laughs> the words. Like, feels like the first yeah, time. Yeah, man. Uh, he's enjoying his life. Feels like the very first time, yeah. And he's like, he's, like he just <laughs> loves it. And I'm sitting there just...
1: Loving him, Damn, loving
0: I'm, it. I'm no I'm tearing him a new asshole to Jamie. I'm whispering like look at this fucking dork, dude. Dude, he sounds like This guy's, like the worst. <laughs> I just was like, I hated how much he loved the rascal flats. Dude, he's sitting there just pressing buttons. <laughs> oh, he loves it. He's jacked as fuck. That's oh great. dude. Real hillbilly. And there's two guys, him and another guy, who's just kind of like this scrawny kinda rat faced little fink. dude. Uh didn't didn't one
1: of the guys have a nickname like naked or like skinny Pete? Probably. I, I the first time he told me this that story. I not
0: unfamiliar to me. I think the first time you told me this story. I know this guy's, guy's name, I'll tell oh, you. Okay, hey, maybe hey, this hey, is it. Hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's also the third guy, which is like I guess their director? Okay. who just looked like like a oh. little bit tamed down a rob zombie <laughs> Basically, but he had a red beret on and a big gray wool pirate coat. Right, yeah. And a fucking scarf, like really foofy, frilly dude. I feel like I can see him, yeah. And he's just walking around, nodding his head. Like, he was there the whole time we are loading out. People lifting, men lifting heavy things and locking things down <laughs> and rap. And he's just not helping anyone, but he's just walking around with his hands behind his back. Just real casual. Yeah, like, big, long, a kind of like big, long mustache beard but thick and like well cut yeah yeah well cut um Classes? tight 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 jeans and boots you know right uh very jack sparrow like jack sparrow meets rob zombie I feel like i can see the guy yeah yeah he's just, he's just walked around the whole time with his head behind the back just looking fancy yeah, that guy's living a good life too I, I wonder if part of it is just like he can't leave until the rest of the crew leaves because he's, like, maybe he's, like, responsible for his video department or whatever.
1: Yeah, and he's probably just like, okay, bus is loaded. Can we leave? Okay, good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah He's probably yeah. just
1: waiting for the bus is loaded to yeah, fucking yeah. peace out. But
0: he's just like, but I ain't, it ain't my job to pack this shit up. <laughs> oh,
1: dude, it must be good being that and the cowboy, <laughs> yeah, dude.
0: Yeah, watching him just walk around in his fucking Cuban heels, bare hands. <laughs> as, just, like, yeah, as he just prances around, dude. Oh, it's crazy. Do you think
1: that guy gets along with the ca- uh, Australian cowboy?
0: No. No? No. Because I had a theory. There are. He. Okay, so you think he was as. Boss, right? I think it might have been. I don't know if it was boss. Like, right, but I think was. it might have been like an engineer producer situation. Yeah. Like in the studio, there's recording engineers, and those are the guys who handle the microphones and the board and everything. And then the producer is kind of doesn't really get any hands-on things. He just tells them what to do, kind of. Where he's like, that guitar needs to be a little bit brighter, or I need a little bit more room mic, yeah. or I need it to sound bigger or darker or whatever. But ideas, he never man. really. He, he but he never really gets it he never goes there and adjusts the mic or like a lot of people are producer and engineers where they do both yeah of course but but just like I, a typicals yeah yeah but typically like a bob rock who's like a big time producer or a bob ezrin usually has a team of engineers that he's familiar with and he's just like he's not really bob ezrin or bob rock's never really like adjusting a mic left to the left yeah. or to the right you know, and I think it's kinda of that kind of thing where they're like the hands on guys who take care of the video equipment and use it and he's just kinda of like, All right. Alright.
1: Looks good. For to this me. For this
0: yeah, and then like for this song. I want you just camera three and camera eight. I just want you to toggle between those yeah. two. You know, I think it's like that. He's like overseeing like the artistic vision of what's in the Jumbotron. Yeah. <laughs> He's like Martin Scorsese. And yeah, Waltz. Yeah, yeah. This is his good. <laughs> this is his last. Rascal Waltz. flats was his good. Fellas. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you didn't get the sense that he loved the rascal flats at all. <laughs> like,
1: do you think this was just a job for him? Like he was just hired to do the rascal flats. Yeah, Maybe. Like I
0: could see that yeah. because I know my theory is the other two guys are working for as we're packing up. You can hear them talking shit about a guy. I don't know who they're talking (laughs) shit about, but they're talking about like, ah, yeah, man. Like, yeah, he's he's like, I was listening to him at first, but then I realized, like, I don't got to listen to this guy. Why am I listening to this guy? He's the fucking worst. The other guy's like, ah, same thing. Like, no one likes this guy, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know who they're talking about, but in my mind, just for solidarity, I'm like, they're talking about Pirate Guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's right. just funner for me to assume it's Pirate Guy. Yeah, yeah. Because I want, and my mind wants to put a face to the name. I like to think that Pirate
1: Guy is just stuck in a shitty life. He hates <laughs> yeah. and he's, you know, he pretends to be friends with the rest of the He's stuck in flats. a great life
0: that he can't appreciate because he wanted to be so much more. Yeah. Like, he, maybe he gets paid, like... Maybe he'll go on the road, the Rascal Flats, and he'll come home with a cool million dollars in cash, you know, in the bank, and he and and it's like he's li- like he li- he could do whatever he wants, but it's just such an empty easy money. Li- yeah, it's an easy like you see it a lot with sitcom comedians who get just get addicted to that sitcom money, mm. and they stop doing stand up, and they just. Just live, just do this easy sitcom that they hate and it's not funny. Right, and it's kind of like this weird, like bizarro world version of what they really wanted. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: maybe he would, like was uh, childhood friends with the lead singer, but he did different music. But they just grew up together and yeah. they were just stuck friends. And then the fucking shitty rascal flat uh, yeah. guy blew up and gave uh, his friend a uh, job. Yeah, and yeah, he's just yeah,
0: exactly. And they always presenting
1: like, it every fucking
0: minute. And throughout like uh, high school and shit, he's always like. Well, I'm the artistic one. Like, yeah. he always, like, looked his nose down at his yeah. friend's taste. He's <laughs> yeah. like, he's just kind of a retard. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, or he's like, he like he's had a lot of conversations like, yeah, I know he's a cornball, but he's been my friend since I was five, and it's just, I have a bond with, like, a lot of those kind of conversations in yeah. college, where it's yeah. like... He'll come to visit him in film school when he's like in LA going to film school, and, and John Flats comes and visits, <laughs> and like, what's with your friend? He's like, yeah, he's kind of corny, he's kind of like on the nose, but I, I mean, when he's my best, he's been my best friend since I was it's too much he, of a coward, Mary
1: Fields. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Where he really doesn't respect him at all anymore, but there's they've been friends for so long, <laughs> and then I don't know where John Flats blows up with Rascal Flats and fucking he gets out of film school and he's just like his dad's money's all dried up He's got nothing going on. He's trying to break into films, but God knows how easy that is, right? No maybe, one likes Rob Zombie anymore. A, yeah, exactly. And maybe he has a little chunk of change that he put it all into like his first feature film. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it does less than nothing. People right. don't even like... It's not even critically acclaimed. <laughs> now he just he, works for the flats. And, and his buddy blew up and gave him a job, and that, but it's just easy. And he's so burned by that first fucking experience... <laughs> That he just, he's too afraid to take another uh, artistic risk. I think that's definitely what Pirate Zombie's story is. Yeah, and that's why everyone thinks he's a prick behind <laughs> the scenes, because he's just like, hates, he hates, uh, the guy, the guy with the cowboy hat was named Topher, he hates Topher, <laughs> he hates how much Topher loves his friend's band. Yeah, is a new friend that came in. Yeah. Yeah. And he thinks Topher's a fucking cornball, too. And he thinks Topher's an ass kiss. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Looking at Topher getting laid in the bar doing coke. And he's like, oh, what a fucking... What a fucking what a what what a a parasite yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. what a parasite yeah yeah what a non-artistic kind of like how i look at cover bands right who are like more successful than i am yeah and and i'm just like (laughs) fuck you you don't got you don't got your integrity like i do (laughs) that's that guy
1: yeah oh completely
0: and but it's an easy gig he comes home with like a couple million he fucking maybe uh and he just fucking goes back to Nashville and blows it on Coke yeah. and hookers. <laughs> and he just like, by the time he keeps saying, keeps saying, alright at the end of this tour I'm gonna to dump half of this into a film and I'm gonna rock the world with it but then he comes back and every his life's so empty he just fills himself with drugs <laughs> and pizza and fucking booze and whores and then he's, <laughs> all his money's gone <laughs> yeah. and then he has to go back on tour with fucking John Flatt <laughs>
1: John Flatt John Flat, and three piece flat band we uh, we saw Rob Zombie's latest movie too and we both liked it
0: oh fuck yeah three yeah. films was fantastic yeah, it was we- like a a fun romp
1: yeah it got a lot of like Tandering shit reviews
0: it was fun man it was great
1: I, had a I don't fun know what they time. expect
0: yeah. um, I'm like I get it because I, I kind of I haven't seen any other Rob Zombie films it's a step but da- I do love you showed me um, it is a
1: step down from Devil's Rejects
0: yeah. I feel like I, I, you showed me Devil's Rejects and I'm like that is to me it's like a great movie Oh, it's like a really great movie so it's definitely not Devil's Rejects horrifying too So (laughs) fucking scary. Yeah.
1: It's, uh... Devil's Rejects is so good, it almost captures that, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre... Which he was inspired by, but it almost captures that perfectly. Where it's so disturbing and so gross, but it works so good as a horror movie. And it's yeah, and fun. a road
0: movie in a weird way. Yeah, and the characters are so fucking interesting. It's the closest Rob Zombie got to
1: being becoming like a Rob Zombie as a Quentin Tarantino as Quentin Tarantino, where his yeah. characters all have a specific dialogue that feels like yeah. him. Yeah, but we're talking about Devil's Rejects, but like the. Like the Elvis Presley guy, the sheriff who loves Elvis Uh, Presley. Such a fun little character
0: quirks and stuff. Yeah, and it felt original. Yeah. It didn't feel like anything else. No. It didn't feel like he's being derivative of anything else. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, so maybe that's why it's getting bad reviews, because the Devil's Rejects was so good. Yeah, I think so. But uh, it was still fun, and I thought the character was really fun. it It felt like his version of uh, the Grindhouse thing that Quentin, yeah, Robert when did. you
1: said that, it fucking hit the nail on the spot. It's a Grindhouse movie, in and out. You know, it's it's less serious than The Devil's Rejects. I still like it more than The House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, I haven't
0: seen that one, but
1: with Three from Hell, there's definitely just a lack. Of like seriousness, you can take it all in as a film, you know, just like a movie without getting too lost in it it's fine yeah.
0: it's it would be a fun like drinking movie with your yeah. buddies, you know, oh yeah for sure jerry like, moon zombie doesn't show her ass in it she's getting old she dude. is getting a little she's old her ass probably Sagging.
1: she didn't want Rob to show it,
0: yeah, I didn't she's like, are you gonna show my ass in this one, hon? Yeah, "Of course like, yeah, he just cut. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> he just cut. Kind of, he just—he doesn't even—he's not even rolling <laughs> on the way out.
1: Of, on the way out of the movie, he mentions it, and he's like,
0: "Oh, oh, what? Oh,
1: fuck! I didn't even notice. It must have got cut out of the editing or something. Oh, fuck! That you sucks. You know what?
0: Fucking shitbag studio probably cut it out for ratings." I'm a I'm gonna try to re edit that, baby. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> your ass is all over that shit. Um, yeah, it was fun though. Cool musical moments.
1: Yeah, for sure. I like um like Sid Haig wasn't in it, but I like the guy that they brought in.
0: That yeah, guy is always
1: like uh, he always played he's a good character actor. He's always mm. some shitty character in a movie or T V show. I've seen him lots. Yeah. Yeah. Richard something.
0: Break or something. It's good. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Um Yeah, three files. Good. I'm trying to think where I was going with that. you were talking about in Canada? Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck. Okay, zombie, dude. So I'm backstage. I'm not, I'm still at the beginning of the night. It like, feels like the first time. Oh, I <laughs> thought
1: that was I thought
0: that was the climax of the story. <laughs> no. Oh. And so, boom, lights go off. This you podcast see, is like This podcast is like pulp fiction. We're fucking starting at the end and going to the beginning. Yeah. Um. He uh, so they flash off stage and they turn on the thing and. All these fucking, because they're all from different places. Everything that you've done before, everything has a different nickname. Like the road cases and shit are mm. like, it's like Juice Priest is like, hey man, you know how to close a whirly bird? And I guess I'd be more southern. Like, mm. Oi, close the whirly birds! Mm. You're like, what's a what's a whirly bird? What are you fucking talking about? Like, don't talk to me like I'm a fifty year vet of this. Like, this is the first time. Yeah. And then uh, Rasputin's like. You know, I'll shut down a tromper. <laughs> and he like and then and then I'm like No And yeah. he's like oh you must be new. Don't worry, we'll learn you. And I fucking hated oh. Topher. That was, what, that was Topher saying that, and I was like, "Fuck you, Topher! You oh. fucking condescending." C- That's
1: a classic. Name. Yeah,
0: yeah. Don't worry, we'll learn you. And I'm just like, "Fucking suck my dick." And then he shows me. I'm like, "Oh, it's shut It's it's twirling a whirly bird." But I just, you fucking all these people are from different places. And they have different nicknames for the same fucking <clears throat> thing. Like I know how to twirl a whirly bird, Topher. Yeah. No, you're stomping a trapper. <laughs> you're not twirling whirly. Bro, what the fuck you talking about, boy? I'm Topher. I love this band.
1: Sounds like you had a much more affinity for the angry Scottish dude. In well, a no, it's a
0: thing because I because of that. Will learn you like I'm a horse or something. Uh-huh. That really pissed me off at the beginning, but then. After a while, me and Tofer just went up to pack up these road cases. Was like, "Hey man, how's it going?" And he's like, "Really good, old boy." Me and fucking right. shook my hand. He's like, "What's really? your name, butt?" And, and, and then, like after that, I was like, oh, "Tofer, Tofer's got a big heart." You and Tofer had a moment. Yeah, I was like, "He's got a big heart," you yeah. know. And then I and then I had a little moment where we were packing up, and he's like, "Uh, we're packing up. We're lifting things into the truck," mm-hmm. and he's like wow, man, I can't wait to get home when this is done. Well, not home, you know, home is is relative. I'm like, and then I look at him like, hey, man, you just can't wait to get off work. He's like, damn rats. (laughs) Fucking Folgers commercial. That was a real, like, that was a good, that I didn't say Topher for the rest of the night, so it was a real, like, closure moment with me and Topher. That was, like, how our story ended, you know? Yeah, that's great. Began Rocky. Nice storybook ending with me and Topher. That's great. Really, there's this southern girl who's just a total cunt. She was like the Scottish guy of the Jewish priest. It's just this skinny southern chick who was just like, come on, fucking hurry up. Oh, like, real she fucking, hot? yeah. Uh, yeah, she's all right. But she's just like, yeah, get in there. Not like that. You're going to fucking kill me. Jesus Christ. And <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't do it Real Holly Hunt. Yeah. And, uh, w- saving Grace type. Real cunt. With a capital C. I like it. Sounds feisty. And, uh, yeah, lots of, like, real, like, uh, like, yeah, go ahead, do that, and then says something shitty, you motherfucking idiot, like, you could hear her saying shit under her breath, (laughs) and it's just like, god damn, That's too much. She's the worst. She's by far the worst. Mm -hmm. Um, but probably one of those things where she's just so bitter from dealing with people who have no idea what they're doing. It's a weird system. Yeah. It's a weird fucking system. No doubt. I can't wait to... uh, I cannot wait for the next one and see what kind of weird fucking people I get (laughs) 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 to deal with. (laughs) And it's so funny because Lauren was working. She works hard. She loves working hard. She's the kind of person who wants to do stuff at work. Mm. And me and Aaron are the total opposite. Me and Aaron will love fucking off right and doing nothing yeah so like she'll keep seeing me she's just like shaking her head every time we walk by her being like what union mandated water break <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it was good like after that just taking down things setting up taking down videos closing boxes but that was my uh rascal flats hey experience. man you met Topher
1: that's fucking great enough I'll remember that Topher guy for the rest like of my fucking dude. life Topher damn Topher sounds like a character might come back in your life at some point.
0: Oh, could you imagine, dude? I bet he will. I start writing songs in Nashville. I run into Topher.
1: I like this guy. <laughs> I like this guy. That's how Topher sounds.
0: <laughs> He's Asian. I like this guy. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um,
1: it's
0: fucking cold out. No it's snowing over cold here. Cold as shit, dude. Icy. Your yeah. fucking hill was. Ice. It's not anymore, but it was super icy. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I've been. I've been playing Call of Duty. Getting into Modern Warfare. Yeah, I've been playing the new Modern Warfare. That's been really, really fun. Um, it brings me back. I, I got it in a way where it was like, it was almost a nostalgia trip for me, right? Because right. the whole game was almost sold on this nostalgia trip. It's rebooting Modern Warfare franchise. It's going back to all these things. Um, and it's just that perfect amount of time now. We're 2008, 2010. We're coming up at the past of the decade, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it's nice to go backwards. Like, PS3 and Xbox 360 and stuff like that is becoming, like, nostalgic. We're at that yeah. point now. So, I got into it just for, like, laughs, shits, and giggles, you know? But it turned out to be odd. I really, really dug it. I dug everything they did with it. Um, the story-wise and shit, it was just fun to get into another military shooter. Like, um, there's a whole controversy where they redid an actual operation where i think the u.s committed a war crime i don't know too much about the situation but they redid it so the u.s looks like heroes or something like that but i just love it man i love it and it's like super flag
0: wavy but in a super fun way
1: yeah and for me as like kind of just a existential paranoid guy like i don't worry too much about politics but like once in a while, you know, like, the Russian-Syria thing will creep up in the back of my mind, and I'll be like, oh, so then what if they start coming over, like, in Canada? If they want to get to the States, the easiest way would be to come down through BC, right? Shit like that. Right, and right. I start freaking out about, like, war politics and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 But it was fun to not take it so seriously, because the main point of the game is ser- is literally, like, Russia invading the Kurds.
0: Right. Right? That's right, the yeah. That's the yeah. main
1: project of the game, which is also, I give them props for, right? Mm-hmm. Real controversial shit. Um, they always been, yeah, they really
0: go for it, right, yeah,
1: exactly they're always like would you try say
0: to push buttons modern warfare if it had politics would have like a conservative slant to it
1: no no i'd say I'd say it's definitely liberal, mm I'd say I don't know too much about politics, but I'd say it's probably uh what people talk- like conspiracy theorists talk about have the far left uh. Pretend to be conservatives, mm-hmm. you know, or the conservatives pretend to be left or whatever, just to make the other people. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how it goes, but yeah, I'd say it's more like sort that. of like a
0: neocon thing. Where <laughs> sorry,
1: like how conservatives will put out liberal media and shit like that. That's yeah. you know consumed and on the outside doesn't have anything bad about it, but right. It has underlying kind of messages, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say it's more like that, but technically. The game is great it feels like this generation of video games is coming to an end like there wasn't much done in the past 10 years as far as i'm concerned as far right. as like technology goes mm-hmm. it's 2020 at this point in time i wanted to like walk into every building in a video game you know mm-hmm. i wanted crazy shit i wanted the a
0: real d- sandbox shit
1: yeah i wanted all the cool stuff we all dreamed about and we're not there yet right but we're to the point where we can't do anything more i feel like with those old games mm-hmm. like this plays exactly like call of duty 4 did but mm. it's just the best it could possibly ever be
0: right graphics. And you said the sound designs and sound
1: design is probably the standout point. That's like the main thing I was noticing throughout the entire game, which is weird is how great the sound was just how mm. um, It made you scared like the guns are visceral the cracking boom when a bullet yeah. flies past your head If you got the sound up and shit, mm-hmm. it feels like it and it feels. it puts you right in it's so yeah it's a really, really well done game. I've been enjoying it.
0: Because Mark's been playing it too. <clears throat> and uh, Mark was telling me that, like, he's got, like, it's set up in his room, this big 4K TV, 4K system. So he's right in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's talking about this moment where uh, you're trying to get information out of this guy and you're torturing him, and then you. You as a character bring his family out, and yeah, and you're trying to get information, and you can like your character can like point your gun towards someone, like in his family, like his wife or something, and the mm-hmm. guy starts freaking out, and he's like, you can like, he's like out of like, it, like he said he put him in the game like a panic attack doing it, like he felt bad because <laughs> it just felt so real. That's and great. Like, he's like, and then you press your fucking gun up against the person's shoulder, and my controller vibrates, and it just feels so fucking real. <laughs> Yeah, it was really funny. He's talking like it almost fucked him up, and I was joking like it'd be funny if he had like PTSD from playing <laughs> Call of Duty Four because it's so realistic. It's <laughs> like that's that
1: sounds like a South Park fucking plot, right? It's some know? dude
0: who's just going through heavy PTSD, <laughs> yeah, like Carmen- waking up, cold <laughs> sweats. What happened what? to you? Oh, I thought I was bad with. I thought was back in the yeah, shit. I went through <laughs> shit, man. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Wife wakes up, father's cleaning his gun in his living room, just like in a, <laughs> in a uh, full metal jacket, Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> blankly cleaning his fucking gun.
1: I will say it, it tries to be too controversial, or it's like scene after scene, by the end it does become like desensitized, and it, right. it kind of is Michael Bay, you know, where right. it's like now we're going to poison all these civilians with gas. But at that point, you're so into like the controls and like the ooh kind of story right. of it, you're like, "Yeah, let's fucking do it!" All right, mowing down everyone you can, you know?
0: Yeah, I was. Uh, this is weird, but weird to compare it to. But I was playing Norath, I'm playing Norath too. I'm playing as a single character, and I'm already doing a character with Aaron and Daryl, like I was saying, doing Norath night. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, we're on the good side. Like you choose like a good or bad side. Yeah. And uh, I was playing the my new game just started, and it was like, I was like, maybe I'll play on the bad side because I haven't done that yet. Mm. But they just don't give you anything to want to play the bad side, like storyline wise, where it's just like you're so obviously supposed to choose the good side, right? Where it's like you run into this other hot chick who kind of is dressed in like robes and stuff like dark robes but barely it was like a bikini robe where there's like a hood but then her big tit and then like turns into a little bikini a classic fantasy outfit yeah and she's just like join me and we will resurrect the dark lord and bring by. And, but it's like you just spent an entire game before that saving the world so doesn't make sense for you to just turn around at this point you yeah. know what I mean yeah it wasn't even like a, I wish they would do like a she's lying to you. This is like the, you know what I mean. It's like you got to join me and resurrect the devil. Won't that be fun? <laughs> yeah, give you something ev- for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better yeah. equipment,
1: something, some payoff. You know, or
0: make it like make sense for the character in some weird fucking way.
1: Yeah, not just you want to resurrect the dark force. You, you know, make kill it kill like
0: hundreds of people. Yeah, It'd like be make it intriguing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Make it some sort of uh... instead of like the only intrigue is like. Meta. Yeah. The yeah. only intrigue is, like, I want to play these other levels that I haven't played before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Besides
1: that, we've watched a lot of TV, like, series. We finished Handmaiden's Tale. Never talked about
0: that. Good. I liked it. Good. I enjoyed it. Solid. See, the, solid the last is one of those rare things where I think Handmaid's Tale is just getting better because the stakes are so much higher. Yeah. And it's like, uh, the main character... It seems like there's less consequences for, her but because of that, she gets to do so much more in the storyline. It, it, it makes it, makes the it unrealistic funner. bend to it makes it a lot more fun. So yeah. I think the trade off is worth it.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's way, yeah. It's it took out all the realism where like season one it was like one episode would be her trying to do
0: go to the supermarket, whatever. And if she said or did anything, yeah, a soldier would like fuck her up or something. Yeah, now she's like Sarah Connor where she's going
1: around where she's
0: mouthing people off and yeah. stuff it doesn't make any sense really in that she's sense she's like she'll she's trying as- to
1: kill multiple people and failed crazy crazy plans of like let's fucking let's escape half the city tonight yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. but
1: yeah it's fun uh, but it makes it
0: so much more fun
1: uh, probably the best part about that season was Billy Madison's uh, uh, the, Madison. Billy Madison's evil Uh, the guy wanted Billy Madison's nemesis yeah Carl Carl from Billy Madison yeah yeah he's he's a good guy
0: he's like kind of like a half good half bad guy he's like um and we kept cracking Billy Madison jokes throughout the whole season it's impossible not to yeah where it's just like every time like (laughs) so he says something like kind of smart and walks away I just go my go to is you see that guy's balls yeah Yeah, they're they're weird weird, they're (laughs) weird looking uh Carl
1: uh yeah it was good though
0: i enjoyed it it's a good show yeah two thumbs up would recommend um people like love the uh politics of that show which is not really why i'm there no people seem to love it for like like i uh, i follow elizabeth moss on instagram mm-hmm. is elizabeth moss yep and every time she posts about the handmaid's Tale, it's just like a slew of ultra liberal like oh yeah like real like feministy kind of like yeah, strong. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And yeah. her posts are kind of like super feministy, and It's just like... Altruist. I couldn't give a l- less of a shit about the politics of the show. It's just a well-written, fun... It's looks, fun it to see. It looks really nice. It looks really good. Mr. Robot's closing out. You haven't been watching that, but I'm been following follow no. robot, and it is fucking this season's like
1: unbelievable it's so right. you told me what they were doing with this last season It sounded very fucking it's interesting. cool because
0: it's like it reminds it's like in a weird way it reminds me of like, it's a really original show and not in a lot of ways it's almost like quentin how apparently quentin tarantino even though he's referencing a bunch of films i've never seen so i don't get it yeah but apparently quentin tarantino like does a ton of homages in his film homo- homage yeah to other films, and it's like almost like some people have said, like it's almost like he just piecemeals together other people's work to takes some everything degree. You've seen kind of yeah, but uh, big lot of that. Mister Robot I characters mem- that are that do that remind you of other characters from famous movies. Okay, yeah, scenes and like there was this one, the third episode, and it, but it's like, and it's really meta, super meta, because the character talks to the talks to the audience a lot okay and uh, but they also do like it almost reminds me of uh, community too in a way where they'd have like theme episodes right in community yeah where it's just like uh, uh, the the episode before last was just no dialogue the whole that's episode cool. where it's just like it made sense for the story because all the whole episode was them trying to pull off like a heist kind of mm-hmm. so they're they're trying to sneak in places they can't really make a sound so there's no reason for there to be a, any dialogue anyways that's really cool
1: just a score
0: throughout under underneath no the well there's also like adr there's like sound effects like you know if someone's clicking something in yeah yeah whatever or typing or whatever. Course, yeah. So, but and And a score. Yeah. And there was, like, I think there was one, there's two pieces of dialogue in the whole thing, which is, like, uh, <clears throat> um, the episode before, the main character is his sister, and his sister are going to pull off this heist. Mm-hmm. But they got into a big fight the episode before, so she just, like, picks him up, and he gets in the car, and she just goes, we don't have to talk. And then they take off, and there's just no dialogue for the rest of the episode until the very end when another character captures another ter- character and is like, let's talk. And mm, it's just like, it, cool. kinda, it was kind of like a cool bookend to the thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. That and, is very cool. And then the episode before that was almost like a direct rip-off of the Sopranos episode where Christopher and Polly get lost in the woods. Oh, really? Yeah, you get two main characters get lost in the woods, and it's a very... <coughs> the Pine Barrens classic. Yeah, very like very heavily homages that episode of Sopranos. right. Uh, not as funny, because fucking Sopranos is so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, fuck. That episode, too, especially. It's such a goofy... Oh, that's great. It was uh, on I, like Because it was reference Sopranos, moments I forgot and then remember through them. Right. Or they're like, talking about the episode, and he's like... Nick Mullins like, I just love that part when Christopher's like, What are these fucking poison berries? I don't give a fuck. I'm eating them anyways. <laughs> At least I won't die hungry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I still reference... Uh, <laughs> me mean, Dad have like no food in the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll like, you know, we're out of food and we haven't don't go grocery shopping yet. I'll like pick up a ketchup packet and be like, <laughs> "It's actually pretty good." <laughs> oh, it's so so many great lines that episode.
0: Yeah, 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 it's fantastic. And it's funny. I'm come down recently talking about how. In a weird way, it's fucked up that Vito being gay is like a death sentence. Yeah. If someone's gay and they're just going to kill him for being gay. That's it's great,
1: great plot point.
0: Oh, it's such a great episode. Yeah. When he's like working away, wiping sweat from his brow, he looks at his watch. It's been 15 minutes. <laughs> 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 Thinks oh. he's been going at it for hours. He oh, oh, it hooks so up good. with
1: the firemen. Yeah. Makes the firemen flapjacks. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Good, good stuff, man.
1: Um, I feel like there was another one we were watching, too, but uh big one we've been watching is Watchmen. Loving Watchmen. Watchmen's great. We both read the comic book. We're not like...
0: We're, we're not, not like
1: Watchmen fanatics or anything. No, by, by no means, because fucking... Uh, after every episode, I have to watch a YouTube video, and that catches me up on so much fucking context I that like i that. didn't get
0: i like i i i mean in a weird way i feel like at home sometimes i feel like the having a youtube homogenizes a lot of people's opinions yeah. like i feel like because of youtube i think that's why i don't know if everyone would have hated game of thrones last season so much if youtube didn't exist you know what i mean
1: oh yeah probably. i feel not.
0: like so many people were influenced by what they saw and read on you read it in youtube yeah Where it's like Shit, shit season, stupid shit fucking season, sucked. Yeah, every episode fucking sucked. Yeah, yeah, no good moments mm-hmm. where I'm like, I don't know. There's a lot of moments that were really fucking fun, and I got a lot of. I like, was it perfect? No, mm-hmm. it wasn't perfect, but you know what? It was pretty fucking good in a lot of spots too. Oh yeah, for sure, it's fun, man. You know, I don't know. It's like there's so many people who I'm just like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, but with Watchmen, especially, I feel like. The YouTube videos aren't even opinionized. They're more like fact-based, you know, which makes me feel like, oh, I'm an idiot for not picking up on this, you know, from the comics, because, fuck, I can't barely dude, remember re- one re-
0: comic. I read that comic seven years ago, too. Yeah. Once. And it's so
1: dense. We read the graphic novel all in one piece, yeah. where you gotta read through every issue. Yeah. You yeah, know, all yeah. in a row.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's so dense and there's so much writing. And then there's the in between writings of all like the file reports and uh there's the Black Freighter comics in there, which I just skipped. You know? Yeah. yeah. Your internet now. Uh not right now, no, I don't think so. Mine is. Try restarting it. I'm
0: experiencing technical difficulties. Our dad's internet is out.
1: No, I, I don't think so. Me and Brayden are right here. No, Wi-Fi should be on, Dad.
0: You let me check. So. Okay. What Continue. time is
1: that? We'll cut that out. Um, what's this going on about? Oh, the Watchmen. Yeah, there's so much. The show is so well written, but if you don't know it, the show could just seem like kind of bland, nothing, right? But it's only until I watch those videos that I'm like, oh, that clear. That's a direct reference to something that happens in the comics. Really? You know? Yeah, it's very. I should start watching them then. There's so much subtext in those episodes. <sighs> okay, yeah, I gotta start um, watching. Yeah, it's great. I really like it. I really like it. Damon Lindelof yeah. is writing the writer from Lost. Yeah, and he d- also did the first star wars or something no he worked with jj on something didn't he he did a big movie too I feel was that like.
0: like the? did he have anything to do with that one with jennifer garner that jj was into
1: uh maybe but he did like a big hollywood movie recently that also got shit on oh he wrote prometheus sorry he wrote uh, prometheus that people also shit on right right um but i really like his writing because it it covers just big topics kind of yeah you know which i dig um yeah i really like watchmen i'm excited to see where it's going each episode just unlocks a little piece more of like oh this is something to grab on to you know yeah, yeah, i feel yeah. like the first two episodes were kind of slow for me right <clears throat> but the third episode is great i feel like the third episode brings in enough familiar stuff yeah you know that it'll it Brings people back in that would just want more Watchmen material. Yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah, I fucking really dig it.
0: Yeah, I'm really curious to see what the the owl dudes in jail. <coughs> yeah, I'm curious to see it's, I'm sure they're gonna bring him back at some point. The
1: coolest shit is Jeremy Irons as Ozzy doing his little shit wherever. His he weird
0: is. little plays, isn't it? Like he's got these clones that he keeps killing off, and like yeah and it's It's just it's a bizarro he's in this weird fantasy land and just
1: his character alone is already just like interesting to look at you know this old regal man too when he's also listening to reggae and shit which is from the comics you know like he's a big reggae fan like ozymandias that's funny um so like first time i heard that in the show it just kind of threw me off like what is this yeah and then when i read it was from the comics i'm like fuck the show oh it's getting me you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. simple stuff like that <laughs> yeah it's interesting um but yeah his stuff is fantastic I love his shit
0: oh you know we haven't talked about hmm. it Was I thought it was really good was Al Camino yeah we Al Camino Al is Camino. fantastic man really good real <coughs> classic it feels <coughs> like uh, Vince Gilligan trying to do a western in a way
1: yeah it's very because I feel like it was motif.
0: super slow paced like a western too
1: mhm uh Perfect send off to Breaking Bad because Breaking Bad had, I think, It'd be the best last episode of all time. Yeah, and I think a lot of people agree on that. Like it's yeah. pretty well um, revered as that.
0: Very rarely does a series end off in a way that a lot of people love. Exactly, and it's like the only question, Sopranos, the classic only, example. Everyone yeah. loved the Sopranos. <laughs> everyone and so many people hated that ending yeah. game of thrones another example everyone hated the last whole season
1: yeah exactly uh, but the only question left was what happened to jesse that was the only yeah. and that wasn't even really a question you're just happy he escaped yeah you're happy you happy he got out to yeah and this is just like the epilogue of oh yeah what does happen to jesse and that's exactly. fucking really
0: awesome yeah it's really really really, really really good um, Made me excited for more Better Call Saul too, because yeah. that team is so fucking good. At it. Like they're like almost like a classic writers' writer. That team of Vince Gilligan oh, and all totally. those people, like super like Americana American writer guys. Where it's yeah. all in the script to some degree, you totally. Know? And those shows capture that's a perfect word. Those shows capture Americana perfectly too. What's it? Uh, it's so funny though because it's supposed to take. There's parts of the movie. They're supposed to take place at the same time as Breaking Bad, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think mean, I'm going to get at it. the guy who plays Todd is way fatter than he was in Breaking Bad and way older. And mm. it's so fucking weird to try and look past it. Way fatter because he's not
1: like he's not comically fat like Dom DeLuise, but he's like fat. <laughs> he's he's a- got like a guy. He wasn't fat at all in Breaking Bad. No, he's a skinny little redheaded kid. The yeah. actor,
0: I forget his name. He's been in stuff, though. He's a good actor. Um, but in in Al Camino, he's got like a oh. visible gut, and it's funny because the his first face. time you see him, his face is so much bigger. And he's visibly just older. Yeah, he yeah. plays like a young kid in Breaking Bad. Right? Yeah, like an eighteen year old kid or something. Yeah, and he looks like thirty five <laughs> <laughs> in Al Camino. Thirty five year body. They, they, when you first see him, you see him through like sewer grates. Mm-hmm. Like his vision of him is really obstructed I'm like oh maybe they were just because you could tell he's fatter just from even the obstructed view Yeah. and I thought I immediately assumed that it was you on were purpose. Just, Yeah, that he was just going to walk away and that was the last time you were going to see Todd. Yeah because it was filmed
1: it was perfectly framed up so you don't see him at first.
0: Yeah and then they, they just eventually they're like okay I think everybody knows what we're getting at here fuck it we're just going to we're going to show Todd and what he looks like, and you're just going to have to fucking deal with it. Well, before that,
1: too, when you're getting glimpses of, your f- of his face, you're also getting glimpses of his stomach under the t-shirt. Yeah. He's got yeah. that fat guy t-shirt thing where it doesn't go down under the gut, so it sticks out kind of puffy-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're you looking can... up at him, and you're looking under his shirt at his stomach. Yeah, <laughs> fucking stomach. gut. You know, so much skin. Yeah. Uh Oh, it's... And then, yeah, he's... Get, yeah, it just shows him full out, and it's just like you got to go with it.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, the, it's almost like the movie like gives you half a second to adjust. Yeah, yeah. And the movie's like we're gonna kind of oh, you can kind of see he's a little fat, and then they just show him which on like a side profile. I like,
1: really appreciated it though. In the day and they, age where they're CGing, I
0: James Dean into a movie, right? I like and Vince Gilligan's like fuck it, he's fat, and you're just gonna have to. Listen, do you want to watch this movie or not? Like, do you want to enjoy it? Because if you want to enjoy it, you're just going to have to look past it. Well, fuck you. Well, it goes you. back
1: to, like, filmmaking, where it's like, we got to work with what we got. That's the actor who played Todd, you know? It's like when fucking uh, Francis Ford Coppola hired uh, yeah,
0: fucking uh, Marlon Brando, and yeah, he showed up fat. over
1: It's like, fuck. We got to film. Yeah, yeah. We well, just got to film him fat. We got to film it. There's nothing we can do. So we got to get this movie out, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I liked it. But the movie itself was great. It was good And yeah, I feel like It was stylistically Enough like a film Yeah That Like it did feel like Breaking Bad But it looked like a film
0: Yeah You no, know big time. It had a
1: film feel to it
0: Uh Aaron Paul was so good in it I thought I thought he was so Fucking good in it Yeah It reminded me why I liked Aaron Paul because
1: after uh, breaking bad he started doing a bunch of shit just yeah. shit movies that yeah. i after a while i just couldn't deal with anymore yeah, so, yeah. Like, ah, okay he plays the same character he's kind of a rough bald guy wears a leather <laughs> jacket and everything yeah, yeah, you yeah. know a leather motorbike jacket
0: what i like with some distance from watching el camino what i liked is i feel like every time he got himself into a fucked up situation what got him out of the situation Is him kind of acting like Walter White, almost like he learned how to do that by being with Walter White.
1: He, yeah, every situation he he thought of and he got himself out of it. You know, yeah,
0: but and also by being way more bold than anyone would be. Yeah, and that was like a classic Walter White move where he does Walter White just gets himself in this situation with these crazy drug lords, Mm -hmm. and he just tries to intimidate him, and you think, "What are you doing?" Yeah, but then it works because he just has the balls Mm to. Go through with it. Yeah. And Jesse, time after time, every time he's backed into a corner, he gets himself out of it by just kind of like bluffing his way out of it or just not giving a shit and being really reckless. Right. Except for the time when he tried to intimidate uh, the vacuum shop owner to get him out of it. That was a great scene. I love that scene. It's great. Um, And
1: you got a little help from Skinny Pete and
0: Badger cindy payne badger i thought were fantastic in the movie they were they perfect look- in their the perfect amount their role made so much sense It didn't feel pandering or anything No, their jokes were welcoming there wasn't too much of it yeah yeah no it was good Fuck yeah yeah it was really good i got, we- got to see how much of a creep todd is still i thought that was really awesome because it the
1: movie i mean the show made him do some really fucked up shit but every time he was on screen you know, he's this kind of likable, nervous kid, mm-hmm. and it just showed you more of his how kind of fucked up he is yeah, yeah, in his day-to-day uh, he's life. like a
0: real psycho.
1: Exactly. It showed him involving that, but still with that same demeanor, and it showed just how scary
0: he was, kind of as a character.
1: Man. It was really good. Yeah, it, it was. Todd was probably my favorite part of it. Yeah, yeah. It was funny, you know, Fat Todd. Fat but yeah, Todd. he gets you right into it, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, it was
1: great. Fucking A,
0: man. So should we What do you think Fuck Hour and yeah. a half Yeah Call her Let's call it Thanks the for First episode in five
1: months So yeah, it's good Thanks for sticking be back. it out Thanks yeah. for all Anyone who's listening in our, new
0: In our new little studio Our tiny little room Yeah I like
1: it I don't know if we Introduced ourselves at the start I'm Max Braden Yeah those were all, Those were our voices <laughs> Oh true Pulp Fiction Now you can go back to the start Re-listen to it And know who's who's Knows who, who's, who's who. talking Yeah, yeah.
0: Alright right on Thanks guys Yeah Thanks for listening